Hi everyone, it's Alison Miggy, your host, coming to you from my porch. So you might hear people, or dogs, or my dog, or cars, or birds, or wind chimes, all the sounds of summer, which is when I'm recording this. We pretty much live on this porch three seasons of the year. It's all windows, so it's like living half inside and half outside. Sometimes if I'm inside or on the porch and feeling lonely, you know how loneliness is a feeling that just sort of comes over you sometimes for no reason. Or maybe it never comes over you and I should just speak for myself. I go all the way outside for a while and weed my flowers in the front yard so that I can look up and smile at everyone walking by on the sidewalk. I do not use my headphones when I'm out there. That way I can feel like I'm a part of the world, get a little bit of human interaction the way you can't when you're all the way inside. It's one of the joys of living in a city. You get to rebalance yourself a bit, remind yourself you're part of a big river of humans and everybody feels lonely sometimes. Today I am thinking about a long time ago when I was in college living in Taiwan to improve my Mandarin. A friend of mine from college and I lived with two Chinese roommates. We ate a lot of fried rice and dumplings. Of course we were penniless. We took classes, we taught English, sometimes we sold our blood to make money. My mantra back then was, Allison, will you ever have the chance to do this again? And it was a good one. In fact, it's still kind of my mantra. It propelled me into adventure. So when my friends and I heard about an island off the coast of Taiwan, a mostly uninhabited place called Orchid Island, we decided to go. We wanted to go everywhere we could. I also had a secret mission for this particular trip, and it was to watch the sun come up over the South China Sea. Sunrise at the edge of the ocean is where worlds come together. Night gives way to day, earth gives way to water, Land creatures leave off, sea creatures begin. I love watching the sun come up, especially over the ocean. If you're lucky and the light is right, there's a point at which the sky and the water and the land almost merge so that you can't really tell where one ends and the next begins. I had it in my head that sunrise on Orkin Island would be beautiful and somehow unearthly and more than anything else important and I wanted to see it alone. This was a long time ago. Hardly anyone lived on Orchid Island back then. Maybe they still don't. And that fact seemed to make that sunrise even more important. My friends and I took a pig and vegetable boat to the island because it was way cheaper than the regular ferry. We found a one-room cement school building to camp in. <clears throat> and next morning, I got up before dawn and made my way in darkness down to the shore. It was calm. I could hear fish sleeping out in the soft waves. As the darkness began to lift, a bigger fish joined the smaller ones. A really big fish, from the sound of its splashes. Fish, too, are magical to me. A flick of a fin or a tail, and they're effortlessly in motion, unlike me, so bound to the earth. A mediocre swimmer who can manage to keep myself alive as long as there's no big waves or strong currents. Give me a trail in the mountains, and I'm completely at home, but I'm always uneasy and a little afraid in the sea. Basically, I'm the exact opposite of a fish. I sat on the sand, 
and waited. The sky and sea began to glimmer with light, and I looked in the direction of the splashes to see I was right. It was an enormous fish, leaping and diving. Even in the semi-dark, that fish was entrancing. It felt like I was perched on the very edge of the place where land creatures like me leave off and sea creatures begin. And then, as the sky turned pink, it seemed as if the giant fish was swimming toward me. Now I wasn't sure it was a fish anymore. It came ashore and began to haul itself toward where I sat on the sand. Maybe it was some other kind of sea creature, like a giant turtle. Somehow I wasn't scared. This sea creature was not at home on land. I could tell from its labored movements that if I needed to, I could just jump up and run. So I sat and watched until finally I saw that it was a man. His legs ended just below his hips. His black hair was pulled back and his arms and shoulders were stronger than any I've ever seen. He was smiling. He patted my knee and pointed to the sea, somehow letting me know I should wait for him. Back to the water he went, and when he got there, he turned back into a human fish, diving, surfacing in the light of early morning, the way I didn't know a human being could. When he swam back, I met him at the shoreline, at the water's edge. He was clutching something between his teeth. He handed it to me, a piece of pale pink coral patterned like the inside of a brain that he dove and dove for. A gift for a random girl on the sand at sunrise, someone he'd never seen before, would never see again. That piece of coral was my good luck talisman for many years until I lost it in a move. But I've thought about that man almost every day in the decades since. Pictured him as he was that morning, half earth, half water. How he patted my knee again, laughed and nodded, happy with his gift then turned and finned his way back into the sea that set him free. When I first read this stunning poem, Bird by Danusha Lamiris, who's one of my favorite poets. I thought of that long ago man on Orchid Island. Here's the poem Bird by Danusha Lamiris. We were sitting on the couch in the dark talking about first pets when I told him how, as a girl, I kept a blue and white parakeet I let fly around the house and sometimes outside where he'd land on the branches of pine and eucalyptus, balancing between seed pods and spines. Only, while I was telling it, my companion began to stroke very lightly the indent of my palm, the way you do when you're sitting in the dark with someone you've never kissed but have thought about kissing. And I told him how my bird would sit on a high branch and sing loudly at the wonder of it, the whole green world, while he traced the inside of my arm with his fingers, opening another world of greenery and vines, twisting toward the sun. I loved that bird for his singing and also for the way his small body lifted skyward made my life larger. 
and then it was lip to lip, a bramble, and it was hard to say who was who, thumb to cheek to chest, the whole ravening. When I told him I did not clip my bird's wings, I was talking about hunger. When he pressed me hard against the back of the couch, named a litany of things he'd do to me, I wanted them all. I, too, have loved to live in a body, to feel the way it lifts up the octaves of sky, cells spiraling through smoke and mist, cumulus and stratus into that wild blue. And though I knew there was always a hawk somewhere in the shadows, ready to snatch his heart in its claws, still, I couldn't help letting that parakeet free. That is it for our show today, friends. Thank you for listening. If you liked it, please spread the word by sending the link to someone else who might. Original theme music for our show is by Dylan Parisi. Additional music by Kelly Krebs. Today's poem, Bird, by the wondrous Danusha Lamaris, was read with the poet's kind permission. Words by Winter is created and hosted by me, writer Allison McGee. Tell me what you're going through. I'll go in search of a poem to help you through, to help us all through. You can send me a voice memo via eel email. <laughs> you could try eel. <laughs> send me a voice memo via email to wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com or drop us a line at the same address, which again is wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com. For more info, go to alisonmcgee.com. Words by Winter. Conversations, reflections, and poems about the passages of life, because it's rough out there, and we have to help each other through. <laughs>